everyone and welcome into this week's Dublin to Denver podcast on the Mile High Report Network. I am Colm Cronin and I am joined today by the fresh face, Stuart Roach. Stuart, how are you doing? Very well, Colm. I'm probably still relatively fresh face because I, I didn't stay up to watch the game. I uh, I watched the following morning, um, courtesy of uh, of a new app that's available to us over here, which is working as smoothly as as uh, new apps I want to do uh you know obviously the team have some issues to sort out before the start of the new season but it seems like the viewers are hoping that other things are sorted out before the start of the new season but no it was good to watch it uh, unfortunately the game in 40 I think is difficult to find but it's still on there which is a godsend especially for preseason um so yeah yeah uh I think we've seen probably the last of the starters so uh we've got to um base our judgments and hopes for the new season on uh, extremely limited amounts of uh, snaps for some of the stars of the team, uh, which haven't, hasn't stopped some people from making very brash predictions about where the Broncos are headed, but more on that later, I have fancy. Uh, well, look, to me, I suppose, I mean, I I, I think it's, and I, I've mentioned this before, Stuart, uh, I think one cannot read too much into preseason ever because the Owen 16 Browns and the Owen 16 Lions both went four and Owen preseason. The Rams team who won the Super Bowl went Owen uh, three in uh, preseason. And I was looking um, today. I mean, get enjoy it. It's fun. It's entertainment. It's nice to have football back. But I went back and I looked. Uh, I went back to see like previous years. Let's go back a while. I mean, let's not even look at the Broncos. Let's see what people were talking about uh, about a decade ago. It's 2014 preseason, right? And the standouts in in that. Uh, One was uh, Logan Thomas, who was then the quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, Yeah, you might be thinking, hang on, Logan Thomas? I know Logan Thomas tight end. Yeah, he is a tight end. He's no longer a quarterback. But he was hailed during that uh, preseason um, g- games. Uh, what one of the lines that I read in relation to Logan Thomas was, if you were building a quarterback at a lab, Thomas would be your guy, and he, you know, uh, which which tells you, uh, they he apparently he looked exciting, and uh, they were talking about you know, uh, how, how he was able to uh, read the defense. He showed impressive poise and accuracy. Yeah. Uh, the the other name the, that was on there uh, for someone who was really impressive and to keep an eye on because they had a bright future was Kellen Moore. Now, Kellen Moore, as it turned out, did have a bright future, but as an offensive coordinator, not as a quarterback in in the league. Uh, and uh, again, you, you know, they they point uh, to the the poise and uh, what what he was able to to bring. I, I bring that up. We've seen it before. Like, remember Kyle Slaughter? Remember how Broncos fans fell in love with, with Kyle? I just think you've got to take everything in preseason, not with a pinch of salt, but with a truckload of salt. So with that said, Stuart, what are some of the things that you saw uh, during the the game uh, last weekend? Well, I, I think Colin probably be remiss of me to... Like, I was kind of involved in a, in a spat on X. Sadly, it now needs to be known before it implodes and disappears from 
from uh, any of everyone's memory, I imagine, seeing enough. But, uh, like, I, I don't understand how you can make proclamations about the return of Russell Wilson based on one series where he was three for six and had a scramble for 17 yards, um, which has prompted articles about, from, from Denver-based or Denver-friendly media about whether Russell Wilson or not is back to pro bowl form. I mean, I, I just, you can't tell one way or the other. As you say, you, you know, preseason is not the, is not the time to, um, to, to, to make bold predictions based on limited evidence because this stuff has a tendency to come back and bite you on the ass. Now, I will say this, Colin, if Russell Wilson books historical trends, as you've spoken about, um, frequently at times and, and rightly so, if he does that, then I suggest that you and I have a podcast special by week nine or whenever the bye week is for us and we go, we were wrong, well done Russell Wilson and we will sing his praises and we will eat as much crow or humble pie as anybody wants us to um, because I think that would only be fair but I'm not seeing it. I, I don't know how, I don't think Russell Wilson was, was bad the other night. I don't think Russell Wilson was brilliant the other night. He was kind of okay um, but now we do seem to be faced with the, the the growing evidence that it seems like the, there's a narrative that's being sprung on us that Russell Wilson is going to be great this year and it's going to be fine and Sean Payton's going to come in and fix everything. Um, and unfortunately, evidence has, it, it, you know, if evidence has shown us anything, is that people who are making these proclamations will disappear um, by the midpoint of the season when Russell Wilson may struggle yet again. And, and won't hold their hands up and say, yeah, I was wrong. But we will. If we're wrong, we will, Colin. So I think we should agree to do that. Um, I thought, for example, Stidham looked much better. Again, with the proviso or the caveat that he was playing against second and third stringers. Like the 49ers left out Nick Bosa, who is probably the most dangerous defensive player in the NFL at the moment. He didn't start. So, you know, we'll see. <laughs> see Nick Bosa, we know he's a known quantity. McCaffrey didn't play. Um, but I thought Stidham looked an awful lot better than he did previously. Um, so as the big story was Javante Williams, again, very li- Like, I, I don't think, for example, Colin, I'm in a position to say Javante Williams looked brilliant. Javante Williams got through the limited amount of snap he had, and he didn't pick up an injury. He still could be a little bit away from anything approaching kind of where we need him to be. It might be week four, five, six before he's ready to really hit the ground. But that's fine. That's fine. I think he's way out of schedule, and it's a... It's a miracle that he's at the stage he is, or a minor miracle. So fair play. Um, I mean, I think for me, the offensive line looked better. Again, Nick Bosa was playing, so maybe. But it did look like they cleaned up an awful lot of stuff from the previous week. Because the previous week, the offensive line was was horrific. So the offensive line was fine. Um, I don't think any of the quarterbacks were sacked. Um, and we seemed to run the ball very well. Um, so for me, I think, Colin, there was a couple of... of, of <laughs> really positives to take. I mean, McLaughlin is a lock now for the 52, you'd have to think. Um, particularly, like, I do think running back three position is very important on this team at the moment because, you know, we're still a little unclear as to how Javante is going to hold up. Um, so, you know, McLaughlin could pick up a lot of, of snaps and he could see a lot of action early on in particular. Um, I thought Jonathan Cooper looked really good. Um, you know, I think it's great to have... Benito has looked good. Jonathan Cooper's looked really, really good. And Baron Browning is going to come back in a couple of weeks' time. So that's, you know, I mean, I think that's a real boon in the fact, in the fact because 
Roddy Gregory still has question marks around his ability to stay fit. Frank Clark is, is at the tail end of his career and should probably only be re- used in relief or clearly, you know, clear passing downs. So for us to have some of those younger guys to stick their hand up and go, we can help you with this pass rush, which was non-existent after Bradley Chubb was traded last year, that was a, a huge benefit to me. So I think McLaughlin, um, the the offensive line and the uh, the improved play, or the ever-improving play of, of Cooper in particular, I thought they were really, really important. Um, you know, and I think that's kind of all you can take from it. Stidham, again, looks looked a little bit better than or looked a lot better than the previous week. And I think Stidham looked like the guy that had flashed for the Raiders and he looked like the guy that Sean Payton handpicked to be Russell Wilson's um, backup, um, you know, because as we saw last year, Colin, Russell Wilson got injured or Russell Wilson was really struggling, Brett Rippon. You know, he couldn't get it done, whereas at least Stidham, there's the, the opportunity there if Russell Wilson goes down or... or, or is struggling like he did last season, at least didn't give you something to play around with. Yeah, I I mean, I think, I do think it would have to be catastrophic for them to, to consider uh, bringing Stidham in. Um, and hopefully uh, we don't get to that point. I, I think they, I, I like, I would love to see Ross fly. Uh, I'd love to see that the Broncos dominate the division the but I need to see it done in the the regular season I mean until such point as it is we we've had the the hype before we had plenty of hype um when Vic Fangio initially came in and and he was the hard-nosed coach and he was different and he was going to set a tone and then we had it with with Drew Locke year two um and you know, coming off the back of um, kind of four games at the end of the his rookie season, he was going to take the the world by storm, and then it was just more more excuses. We had it with with Case Key, uh, Case Keenum, uh, etc. Like until it's done in the regular season, ultimately none none of this matters, uh, one way or the other. I hope um, the the Broncos will fly, but. You know, it's 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 all very different when the real real football kicks off and things look very very different. Um, you know, I suppose the at at this point, you know, we are um you know rapidly approaching that fifty three kind of um you know uh, deadline. For you, I suppose, Stuart, what are the the things that you'll look for in the that last game against? The, the Rams, uh, who are an interesting team in and of themselves this year, I feel, because they obviously have a very gifted head coach. Uh, they they have, you know, in Matthew Stafford, a very talented QB, albeit one injury prone now. In Cooper Cup, they have a gifted wide receiver, albeit one who seems to be injury prone now. Uh, and it, Aaron Donald, they have one of the true greats. I think Aaron Donald will go down, um, you know, as one of the Certainly top 15, potentially top 10 all-time defensive players. Uh, but they, the rest of the roster uh, is uh, certainly, um, you know, many, many issues there, particularly on defense. So they're in this kind of weird uh, situation. I don't see how you can ever tank with McVeigh and with Aaron Donald. Um, but what, what would you like to see or who might you keep an eye on 
against the the Rams just to to see the way things might play out. And we're probably we're in a week where we may see some some trades or guys caught to then end up on different rosters. It's always in that kind of uh, interesting period. And we I mean we're we've got Jonathan Tra- uh, Taylor on the the trade block, and I, I saw some uh, some uh, pieces out there that were probably should make that happen. No, we need as much draft capital as we can. And uh, I, I certainly would not be advocating for acquiring Jonathan Taylor. No, and, and just to go back to the Rams column, I'm not sure if there's any point in the Rams tanking so that they don't have any draft picks probably for their 15 years. Uh, no, I think, you know, you've got a quarterback like Matthew Stafford, obviously, you know, he, he gives you a, a, you know, a, a chance going into most, most games. Um, but it's funny they've had a huge turnover, you know, even even allowing for that sort of Super Bowl. Unlike, you know, I suppose in one way called what happens to the Rams tends to happen to Super Bowl teams and that winning teams, you lose some players. But also Matthew Stafford then, like he didn't retire in the way sort of Peyton Manning did and went off to the, to the uh, to, you know, rode off into the sunset. But, but he, you know, he missed virtually all the last season through injuries. So the Rams suddenly became a, a version of the Broncos 2016 roster, albeit with the quarterback to come back at some point in the future. So they, they couldn't go for any kind of a rebuild. Um, I don't know how much you can really read in, you, you know, look, as we've said, Colin, you can't read much into any of these preseason games. You, I don't think you read much into, into the one that's coming up the weekend, um, you know, because I don't see, you're going to see hardly any of the starters. Um, you know, I don't think you'll hear Frank Clark and Randy Gregory um musing about the last time they played into the fourth quarter of a preseason game the way Randy did although he himself said that it was pre-planned in order for him to kind of keep his his fitness and, and his sharpness up so that was okay I mean I, I think most of the the tough decisions probably have been made Colm I, I do think as well like I thought Riley Dixon was very good he, he had a poor game against the Cardinals and it was great to see him bounce back so hopefully you know punter is a position we can kind of forget about um See, Will Lutz is being linked to the Broncos today. Um, you know, in fairness, Brad Maher did okay. Um, I just, you know, I, I think when, when you have a player who who had the yips to the extent he had in the playoffs, you know, there's always going to be that little sort of asterisk or question mark beside him. So I, it wouldn't surprise me if we if we brought in another kicker. I don't know. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen before the weekend. Um, so I, I think, you know, unfortunately, Colin, the, the third, second, aspects of the second and third string defense two weeks in a row have given up late drives um to lose games you know you, you don't like to lose any games in the nfl they are preseason it's not the end of the world so i'm not sure how much depth we have like guys like elijah garcia are flashing and um, hennickson is flashing you know so that's a pleasant surprise i'm still be worried about the depth on the, the d-line um, I think McLaughlin, as I said, like maybe going into normally, you might be kind of go, this is his opportunity now to really cement his place. But I don't think he he's he's not going to do anything. I think it's the it's the the people behind him. The wide receiver group was a little bit in flux because unfortunately Virgil got injured um, on that brilliant play at the end of the the uh, first half, which it looked like the Broncos got screwed a little bit on that one. Um, so maybe there's a little bit in flux there. Maybe there's, there's a couple of questions about the wide receiver. Um, I think Ben Denucci needs to have a good game because he hasn't in either of his appearances up to this point. Look, it's the third string quarterback, but you know, um, you know, he's on the roster, he's on the practice squad. You know, you might need him at some stage, depending if Russell Wilson gets injured again. I don't know. You, you know, you might need him to back up Stidham. Um, but I, I think we've probably 
I don't know if there's going to be many surprises on the on, on the rosters after the cuts column. So I, I'm not sure how much there is to look out for. Maybe if somebody really balls out at the weekend, they might put their hand up. You know, perhaps one of those wide receivers. Um, you know, so Halloway, for example, who I think had a bit of um, fanfare coming in, hasn't really contributed a huge amount so far. Supposedly looked good in camp. Um, you know, but I, I think we've probably done most of the work, so hopefully this is this is an injury avoidance um, game and perhaps somebody that, that is kind of on the bubble might put their hand up and, and uh, you know, he might make, make a difference to his career at the weekend. You know, a Terrell Davis, uh, Tokyo special teams hit, maybe a legend. But I, I think McLaughlin Lair looks to me like the undrafted free agent who's making the roster and... Um, looks like he could really add something to it because he, he's been a, a, a brilliant find and fair play to the scouts for for that. I mean, I, you know, the Broncos drafts have been hit and miss, but I think they have trended upwards in the last year or two. And, and you know, I know he wasn't drafted, but he's part of that sort of, you know, by extension, that draft class. So, he, you know, you'd have to say well done to whoever it was that buying the table for him because he looks like a really exciting addition. You know, that raw speed column is something that just gets people up off their seats. Um, and he looks like he's a nose for the end zone as well, which is, you know, great traits to have. Yeah, all all stuff that uh you uh you want your your running back to, to have. Uh I mean the, the the best thing about the the game against the Rams is that once it's over, the next uh, meaningful uh ball will will be the regular season. Um and that opening game against the the Raiders. And uh I, I suppose the the hope is that we can, you know, then really begin to, to turn the tide uh, against the Raiders, which um, is something obviously we've struggled. We've seen uh, reports this week that uh, Josh Jacobs might be back for that, though I, I've equally seen reports out there that, you know, while there have been um, maybe dialogue, uh, the, the both uh, parties are, are still pretty far uh, removed, so uh, who knows, but um, I... You know, I, you would hope, I suppose, when you bring in Sean Payton, um, that Sean Payton should be able to out-coach Josh McDaniels and Brandon Daly, uh, you know, uh, whatever about Andy Reid, um, who, you know, to me, uh, I would have as the, the best coach in the NFL at the moment. You would hope that certainly of those two, uh, he, he is capable of doing that. And, um, you know, the obviously that he can get the, the roster to, to where it needs to be. I, I wonder, the, the Will Lutz one is interesting because he was, um, you know, obviously kicker for uh, Peyton. What what could it potentially cost? Could he just get, you know, could they wait it out enough so that the Saints ultimately just have to cut him um, and, and then you, you don't have to, to pay a price for him? And, you know, I think while when we had uh, Zach Seegers on, he, he said, like, you don't want to be, you know, we're thinking even about your your kicker. I wonder can they can they have that when uh, with Mar that's all the the yips are always going to be there. Uh, Lutz has never had that to to that extent. Um, so that might be a piece to to keep an eye on uh, potentially. Uh, but yeah, we we will see. For I think for for most teams around the league, from what I've seen, um, very few starters are going to to play. 
uh, in the the third preseason game. Even though you know we have obviously seen the reduction in preseason games from four to three with the ma- vast majority, unless it is like like maybe Randy Gregory or like players who need the the minutes uh, to to maybe uh, ease their way back in. Um, Stuart, I think um, that's probably really uh, it for for this week. Um, we will have a, a better sense uh, next week of, of where things kind of uh, stand, and then we will be one week away uh, from uh, game week. Yeah, just on your point about Josh Jacobs, Colin, we could be in a position of, of playing the Raiders at a good time, um, you know, because if Jacobs is out and, and uh, you know, obviously Waller left in free agency and, and they haven't replaced Waller with a tight end who's anywhere near as dangerous and dynamic as he is. So, you know, Jacobs and Waller have, have given us huge problems um, over the last couple of seasons. So for those two to potentially be out would be a huge boost to us. Um, all you need now is Max Crosby to have a stomach bug or something the night before the game and then the, the three three Raiders who have caused us most nightmares would, would not be there but yeah look we're, we're close now Colin I think it's um, you know as I said hopefully we'll get through the game weekend without any serious injury because you never like to see that you know it is part and parcel of it but unfortunately you know we, we've been we've been desperately unlucky or we, we've we've suffered a huge amount of injuries in the last few years um, it doesn't look like it's hit us yet so touch wood it'll say the same unfortunately for Tim Patrick obviously but we, we seem to be steering clear of it since then um so hopefully that will continue we'll, we'll have a fairly fresh and clean bill of health going into that raiders game um because yeah we we, we need to beat the raiders in vegas this year our record against them you know uh, in away games or is just is is very poor against the raiders and you know they've got jimmy garoppolo now um fortunately like then again Carl, let's talk you know do we read too much into the raiders because they have looked pretty impressive in preseason so hopefully they'll have a similar season to that 0-16 Lions team that you were talking about earlier on who were 4-0 in preseason yeah they, but again like I mean Aidan O'Connell is obviously lighting it up but Aidan O'Connell is not going to be the, the week one starter and that that's the, the reality so you got to remember who, who you're going against etc etc but our, yeah, our record against the, the Raiders past year's been abysmal so it is something you would like to to see us rectify and i would echo what you're saying fingers crossed between the the rams game and the start of the regular season we do not see any further injuries as short uh, as the uh great below hurley he used to say we leave it there so and look forward to chatting to you again next week uh for anyone out there you can find uh, Stuart on Twitter or X at PurpleHeartTC. I'm on there at Column from Cork, like cross social media at Column from Cork. Uh, if you are enjoying the podcast, this podcast or the other podcasts on the Mile High Report Network, please do rate, review, or subscribe. It really does help people to find the show or just tell a friend. And um, the best thing you can do is to give word of mouth recommendations. It helps massively as well. Stuart, I will chat to you again next week. Go Broncos. Go Broncos.